the self-advocate. I'm your host, Allison Klein. This is a new show on Co-op Radio 100.5 FM CFRO. This show talks about disabilities, anything and everything almost about disabilities, by people for with disabilities, for people with disabilities, featuring people with disabilities, my specialty, which I personally like, are the arts, music, culture, books, the whole gamut under disabilities. So our first interview to, for this show is by a musician, Ari Kanarthi, who is a local, uh, not a local musician, but a musician from Victoria. And he also has a disability. He plays Rastafarian music. So, welcome, Ari. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, uh, glad to be here. 
So first off, what type of music do you play? Um, well, I play many different genres um, that I've explored. Um, my favorite is right now I'm, I'm focusing on cinematic type of music, um, the kind that you would hear in your, your Hollywood films using the orchestra. Oh, okay. Yeah. When did you start playing music? Um, well, it all started when I was about 16, so that now would be 14 years ago, um, with a music therapy session um, that I had back in that time. I was going to a facility actually in Vancouver called Collect Place. And, and um, so I would go there and they had this lovely uh, lady I believe her name was Catherine, and she was the music therapy um, teacher there. And I had never done music therapy. I mean, my family is also um, musical background. My grandmother was an opera singer, um, but me didn't really do anything before then. But then I had that music therapy session, and the, the teacher there said, there is something there right away. You know, that's, a, a, I guess, a talent. And so I looked up a music therapist in Victoria who is still my music therapist for 12 years. And um, so we just started making music together. I started just exploring genres, not having training in music at that time, just doing it from, I guess, ear. And... Uh, I was doing rock, jazz, um, a bit of like reggae. And uh, then orchestral came later. And I did that for several years. And But it all started from that single music therapy session. Wow. That's, that's pretty, pretty amazing that you were able to take that, that therapy and make it kind of a more than just therapy but almost a hobby it sounds like and a, a career as well yeah i've always considered it uh less more like music out out uh what's for it like a music outlet instead of therapy therapy it's a it's a way to help me create uh music in a, in a relaxing environment now that you're a musician, what type of instruments do you play? I'd actually, if you don't mind, I'd be preferred to be called a composer. A composer, I'm sorry. Yeah. So you're a composer. Yeah. What's your favorite musical instrument that you like listening to? Well, my favorite music to listen to is actually classical um, and orchestral scores. I'm always, um, like anytime I watch a movie, I focus so so hard on listening to the score underneath. Because um, that's, that's, that's really what I love. I grew up with movies and listening to their, their scores. Movies like Star Wars and, and, you know, composed by John Williams, one of my favorite composers. And um, so 
that's the music I love to make, and that's that's what I now have training in. Is uh, a few years ago I I went to college for for music, and I got training in writing orchestral scores. So, but besides that, my close favorites are jazz. I really like writing jazz music and rock music as well. So much breadth and depth of of music that you're into. You mentioned that you went to Connect Place for therapy. How was your time being in Vancouver and making that trip over from Victoria for Connect Place? Well, Connect Place will always have a a dear place in my heart. I was there. I didn't find it. I wish I found it earlier in my life because I was only there three years off and on. Um, but yeah, I, when my parents needed like a break um, from caring for me, they would we would go over there and they have a great respite program for kids. And uh, I would stay there sometimes with other teens and we would hang out. So I really, really look forward to my trip to Connect Place in Vancouver. And they take you on trips around the city as well and to the aquarium and other cool places. That's that's amazing. That's what a life-altering and life-inspiring trip that you had at Connect Place. Yeah, I don't think I would... I'm not sure if I would have found music if it was it was not for them and and that teacher that was there. For a bit of a musical break, let's listen to one of Ari Kanarthi's songs. What song would you like me to play first off? Well, um, if you have access, I would love my demo reel to be played because uh, I have a, a collection of like little snippets of my orchestral scores um, that I worked on in college and I created a a demo reel to show people that uh, you know might be interesting and interested in commissions and stuff so that's that's my my most proud work is that demo reel
Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM, an idea worth stealing. Vancouver's original community radio station since 1975. The self-advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM on the unceded territory of the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam Nations. I'm your host, Allison. This is a new show, The Self-Advocate, on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM. And we are talk- I am talking with Ari Kanarsi, who is a musician from Victoria, and he has a disability. So we're going to change up the, the interview a bit. You're a wheelchair, Ari, an electric wheelchair user. Tell me your experiences as an electric wheelchair user. Um, well, it's, I feel I'm pretty lucky to have a pretty, pretty fancy chair. Um, so I, I've used it for as long as I, well, no, actually I know exactly when I got it. Um, it was, my first electric chair was age 10. Before that was a manual, but uh, due to the nature of my disability, the muscles decline. So around age 10, I couldn't use manual chair anymore, so I just switched to electric. If you're comfortable talking mm-hmm. about your, your disability, what type of disability do you have? So my disability is called spinal muscular atrophy, and it's the type 2 um, variation. There's actually four types, but I'm pretty much smack in the middle with type two, which is not the most severe. Type one is the most severe. Type two is just just above that. When were you first diagnosed with uh, disability? Uh, Well, a disability, I was diagnosed quite early, maybe even as a baby. because it is genetic, so it's from birth. Um, and, but I was misdiagnosed, so I don't think they realized the actual disability until 12 or 13, when I was 12 or 13. But I think they were thinking it was some sort of nerve damage on birth, or they didn't really know. It is kind of a rare disability. It falls under the category of muscular dystrophy, which is like the big overall category. And then SMA is the more rare, like one in, I believe 6,000 or 60,000, something like that. That's quite rare. It sounds quite rare. And how does your disability affect your ability to compose music? Um, Well, my disability does not affect the um, mental capacity at all. So uh, we're all good there. But uh, it, it does severely weaken the muscles gradually over time. You know, age six or how old I was, quite young, I could move my arms pretty normally. Now I've only got a little bit of movement in my wrist, and that's it. Um, and the lungs are a big, big issue because of the muscles around the lungs. 
So my breathing is severely worse than somebody uh, without this disability. So that's the most, uh, that's the thing I have to be careful about the most is even a common cold can put me in the hospital. That must be very difficult to live with and to keep your spirits up, especially knowing that yeah. even the slightest thing could keep get you into the hospital. But, but in terms of uh, how it affects my music, um, well, I can't unfortunately play an actual instrument, even though I would love to. However, um, there is a really cool device that I used for many, many years and still use it off and on called the sound beam, which takes my wheelchair movement and turns it into notes, which is pretty cool. So that is like my instrument. And that combined with some really amazing assistive technology for accessing computers um, I can do everything on the computer, so I use soft computer software to to write the music and play the music. And then, if I need to, if I feel like I want some performance involved, which is always nice, um, I'll go to the studio in Victoria and get a, the sound beam and set up and then move my wheelchair around and. That'll create the lead instrument based on what my chair uh, does. That is so cool. And that is so cool to be able to use technology and work your, your wheelchair into the music and use different and new forms of technology. You also mentioned that you were on Shaw and CTV promoting your music, and I found you on the Jew in the Jewish Independent in Vancouver about your music. What was that experience like? Oh uh, well, the 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 interviews on TV when I you know gathered my family and I we knew when it was gonna air then. Uh, Seeing me, I think I think I've been on TV at least three or four times, and seeing me and they talk about it and it's it's such a evaluating experience. It makes me feel like you know, hey, maybe maybe I'm doing this and it's it's I'm worthy because it's on TV, you know. So when I, that kind of stuff, it just boosts boosts my confidence. It's the best outcome, the best result. Of course, it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing that you're able to do this and you're able to promote your music and you're able to show people that even those who have, are wheelchair users or who have cognitive disabilities or any type of disability can make amazing music and can make quality things, have quality, quality performances, quality compositions in the arts. Yeah. One last question before we get your contact info on how to find you. What is your hope for people, for people in the disability community? And what would you want people to know 
about disabilities or people with disabilities in the arts? Well, um, music is is something very um, relaxing, but it's 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 also it, it gives you so much, and all the arts do. And for people with disabilities, I I believe there's probably some because I was one of them who might not feel great about themselves, but the arts can open you up. It can it can lead to opportunity. It can lead to self confidence, and that's just really important um, in in the community, in my opinion. And there's there's no barriers. I mean, I can only move my wrist a tiny, tiny bit, and I can create entire orchestral 60-piece instrument scores. So, and online colleges are, are fantastic. I happen to go to um, Berkeley College of Music online from Boston, and I did the whole thing online, and it was a great experience. A lot of work, but a very good experience. That is such a great ending to show people that that the sky is the limit and to be able to go virtually to school from Boston. That's amazing. How do we find your music? Uh, right now, uh, while I'm working on my website, it's in progress. But right now, the best way to reach me is my Facebook uh, page, um, Ari Kanarthi Music um, is the page. And you can send me a message there, and I will be respond um, within a day or two. And there's some music on there for you to listen to that I've composed. And uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. To end this interview, what's one song you would like to send this interview off of yours? Well, um, since I mentioned that technology, the sound beam before, I have a song, um, one of my albums. I have a song called Trickery, which is a cool, upbeat, jazzy kind of tune just experimenting with different jazz sounds and uh, the sound beam is, is prominent there. Um, the lead instrument you can hear is, is actually me playing it with my chair. So that would be a great one to listen to. So go check Ari Kanarthi out. And after the break, we'll be talking with Calvinix.
Vancouver Cooperative Radio, CFRO, 100.5 FM. Homemade, not store-bought. Welcome back to CFRO Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM, on the unceded territories of the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam Nations. You're listening to The Self-Advocate. I'm your host, Alison Klein. And we are now going to talk with another artist, another musician, Calvin X. He is a local rapper. He also lives with a disability. We're going to talk with him and see what he does, how cool he is. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Calvin X, for being on this new show with me and taking this first step to this cool journey with me. I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So off the bat, you're a rapper. Yes. Why rap? Why rap? Um, well, um, basically, let's start from the beginning. I was always, you know, when I was growing up, like super young, from one to 10 years old, I never really understood right away that I had a disability because of the fact that I was lucky enough to have a family that loved me for me, uh, despite the disability. So because there was never really anything that I noticed, they didn't treat me differently. Um, I was very lucky, so I didn't, uh, I didn't notice anything. But when I got to you know, kindergarten and grade one, um, I started to realize that there were, I was different because people would pick on me. And I think it's because, you know, especially when you're that young, I feel like the easiest way, it's unfortunate, but the easiest way for, you know, a young mind to try to understand something isn't to just simply ask the person. It's usually just, well, if I have friends, let's poke fun at this 
person who is a little bit different. Um, so that's what happened to me. And, um, you know, it got really bad where I remember, you know, crying to my mom saying, you know, I don't want this disability. Why do I have cerebral palsy? Um, I don't like it. I don't want it. Um, I don't like walking in crutches. And, um, and uh, I just, I was a very quiet kid. And I think that didn't help in the sense that because I was really quiet, uh, a lot of students thought, a lot of my peers thought, you know, well, we could just pick on him. He's not going to really do anything or say anything. And um, I didn't start to believe that I was, you know, nothing but, you know, the things that I heard in school, like cripple or useless or stupid. Um, um, and then at 12 years old, I heard the real Slim Shady for the first time. And uh, oh man, when I heard Eminem for the first time, uh, I was obviously too young to, to hear his CD. I wasn't allowed to listen to <laughs> his CD, but I had a cool cousin who, uh, because I'm Filipino, we have a lot of parties. And uh, I got the chance to get a CD from my cousin um, without my mom knowing. And I played it at low volume in my room. Um, and it blew me away how Eminem took his struggles whether it was, you know, uh, growing up in poverty or not having enough money to feed his child or just the rough times he had in school being bullied. If you pay, if you take away, yes, Eminem swears a lot. That's true. And, if, and Eminem does say things that can be offensive. That's true. But at the heart of it, I think what made people love Eminem in the first place was he was just unapolog unapologetically saying things that were from his mind and heart and putting it into words. Um, I really connected with that. And so at 12 years old, I was like, you know what, I'm going to write about my life just like Eminem did. Um, and I think I have a unique perspective because there's not a lot of rappers who have a disability um, as far as I'm concerned. So I wanted to kind of bring something new to the table and it kind of allowed me to find my voice and be myself confidently. Oh, that's an amazing story that you were able to find another person, another musician, and take what they have learned and may put it into your own music, your own rap. Exactly. Right. I've, I've noticed in your, in your music that you've really changed from, from the music side or talking about your struggles to love and finding love and breaking up as well. Right. How's that journey been like where your music has been involved, has been evolved and is still evolving? Right. Um, well, that's the, I mean, I guess it's a beautiful thing. I think what I love about hip hop too is um, rap music can, because it borrows from other genres and it always has in the sense that, you know, the instrumentation for rap the, at least the old school rap stemmed from like jazz music. And I think now in modern times, you know, hip hop is so popular, it's pop culture. It's no longer just hip hop culture that hip hop can be anything. It can be pop music, it can be, it can be rock music. And um, I think, you know, in the, in the modern day of hip hop, there's a lot of melody. So people aren't really focused on rapping fast anymore. Or, you know, what made Eminem popular isn't necessarily the in genre in hip hop right now. And because of that, I think 
it, it's allowed the newer artists and artists like me even to continue to grow with hip hop to kind of experiment with different sounds. And um, that's why I think, you know, um, hip hop is a lot more is a lot more vulnerable now. And in the sense of you're allowed to, without it sounding corny or anything, it's kind of cool to talk about your feelings. Um, and I think that just stems from where we are as a culture right now, you know, with mental health being a topic that a lot of people are finally figuring out. Um, and I think love is just, you know, it's a, it's a universal thing that everybody wants, everybody feels. And so I, I think with my music, um, I think a lot of people would want to hear that perspective, not only from a person like me, who I feel like I have something to say, but somebody who has grown up with a disability, uh, dating and love haven't been easy. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, it's something I definitely struggle with. It's something that I'm, I'm shy about. Like I, uh, you know, talking to girls, I feel like is not easy for, for any guy in their adolescence or mid-teens or or in the early 20s or, or a girl or anybody trying to look for someone. But it's definitely been something that um, I feel like everybody can relate to. And I think that's why my music covering those love songs are the ones that I find hit the most and get the most streams because that's what people, that's what people want to feel, you know? And on that note, our next musical break Let's get into one of your songs. What song do you want to play for our musical break, Calvin X? For a musical break. Oh, gee. Uh, okay. Um, let us play. Cool. Uh, let's play uh, a song called I'm Fine Now, Thank You. Awesome. Go t take a listen. Even when it's not Valentine's Day Swinging to the beat, you fucking fine, babe 
as we lay And know my problems diminish Feeling really limitless Make me wanna come and spit love songs Make a hit, you legit come and kick We vibing like 50 Get rich at that trying Liking in my bed and baby we wildin' Now turn the shit up cause baby we Co-op Radio is poetry. Co-op Radio is tango. Co-op Radio is gay. Ecology. Comedy. Feminism. Philosophy. Yoga. Reggae. Bicycles. Trade unions. Gospel. Live. Local. Asian. African. Vancouver Co-op Radio is community. Your community. Vancouver Co-op Radio. CFRO. 100.5 FM. All different. All the time. Welcome back to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM. I'm your host, Allison Klein, and we're talking with Calvin X. He is a local rapper with a disability. So to change it up a bit from the music side of things and your rap, let's change it up to your disability. You do talk a lot about having a disability and growing up with cerebral palsy. When, when did you first realize that you had cerebral palsy? Um, it was 12 months. So literally almost a year from my birth. Um, I, I obviously I didn't realize it. I was too young. But um, Basically, when babies were supposed to start crawling a little bit and kind of moving around the house, um, my parents noticed that I was very stiff and I didn't move. So if you left me in the center of a room, for example, you could come back an hour later and I'd still be in that same spot. Um, I didn't like to move and my legs were very stiff. So that's when I went for additional testing. and. Um, after going through some testing, just like stretch testing and stuff like that. Obviously, I don't remember any of this, but uh, I was shortly diagnosed with cerebral palsy after that. Um, and I can't, you know, I can't imagine that that was easy news for my parents. Obviously, um, like I said, I was too young to remember any of this, but I don't think it's easy for any parent to hear that their kid has a disability. It's, it's something that no parent is expecting. Um, but my parents, from what I from from what I know and understand, they took it upon themselves to learn more, as much about cerebral palsy as they can. They bought books, they talked to therapists, and my parents came to me to every physiotherapist appointment in my childhood. So, uh, yeah, I consider myself very lucky. 
That's amazing. It sounds like you have very, very supportive parents. Yes. Which is wonderful and very loving parents as well. And it sounds like you've had a lot of therapy and you grew up in a very warm environment. And you also mentioned that you grew up in a very close-knit community, having all of these parties with the Filipino, in the Filipino culture. Did they ever make you feel any different for having a disability? Um, I'll say yes and no. Uh, No in the sense that uh, I never felt like I was excluded from anything. Um, they always made sure that no matter what, if they were playing like a house game or whatever, I'd always be included somehow. They would adapt to me somehow. And that was always really cool. Um, the reason why I say yes is because there's sometimes where, and they might not even realize that this is happening, but I find that sometimes because I have a disability, sometimes they either, they act a certain way where I sense that maybe they're being too nice or maybe they're being too careful with me. And especially when I was growing up, um, when I was, you know, a teenager, when everybody's going through their rebellious stage where you think you're a badass, right? Um, <laughs> it was very hard for me to, um, to kind of accept that. And I, I found that I would get angry at my family for ever, if I ever felt like they were being too easy on me or um, they were helping me in ways where I felt like I could do it myself. Um, and so for example, like I'll just share this personal story where, uh, I, w- I think I was like around 15 and 16 and, you know, I was, uh, showering myself and I was getting in and out of the tub myself. Obviously it's a little bit difficult, especially if the tub is higher, but I was able to kind of get in and out myself. Well, one day, um, I was getting out of the tub and I accidentally slipped. So I, you know, I fall down and I'm, I mean, I just got out of the shower, so I don't have any clothes on. And I'm, I literally fall down. And I remember because my mom heard that I fell, she rushed into the washroom and she picked me up and she asked me if I was okay. And, you know, she was just doing all the things that a mother would do for somebody she's concerned about. I just fell, right? But because I couldn't get over the fact that I'm 16, I'm naked, and I can't get out of the tub myself without falling, I started to get very angry. So I kind of lashed out at my mom um and looking back on it now uh just as you know now i'm 27 it's it's kind of like i i think i'm happier now as a person because i've kind of learned to accept that you know as a person with a disability you're gonna need help sometimes in ways that many people might not need help otherwise but then again when you think about it everybody needs help at some point with anything Right. And I kind of look at it like that, where it's like, you know, I'm not going to be afraid to ask for help from now on, even if to some people they might seem silly or it might look stupid. It's like, if you got a problem with that, then that's on them, you know, not me. So, yeah. That's an amazing segue to my final question, which is a bit of a tough fee. What would you like to people to know about people with disabilities? Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. What would I do with disabilities? Okay. I will say that their disability, and I'm talking about in general, anybody with a disability, 
consider that a gift. It's a gift, um, not a burden. And I'll say that just because for me, I know for a fact, like a hundred percent, a thousand percent, I know that part of what makes me the person that goes to different schools and talks to students about passion and finding their passion and um, being a mental health advocate and making music and even finding music, that all happened because of my disability. I would not be me. I would not be doing the amazing things that I've been blessed to do without my disability. And yes, granted, I know that I am lucky and there's a lot of different factors that kind of made that. But at the same time, I feel like it's the hardships. It's the hardships that come with living with a disability that makes us all kind of be able to fight and want to fight and prove to people that, hey, we're just like everybody else. So I'll just say, if, I, if I'm just pretending that everybody with a disability is in this room right now, I would just say, the reality is you're gonna have to work twice or three times as hard to prove to people that you can do it. But the fact is, you can't, we can, we all can, we all have flaws, we all have things that, whether you have a disability or not, we all have things that we don't like about ourselves. Um, but the thing is, you got to embrace you because there's only one you. Uh, there's only one me. There's only one Allison. There's only one whoever. And you just, as long as you can be yourself, disability or not, you're going to conquer the world. How do I find your music, Calvinus? How can the listener find your music? Awesome. Yes, uh, you can find my music on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube, all that stuff, purchase, um, <laughs> shameless plug, if you stream it on Spotify and Apple Music, uh, I get paid. <laughs> if you stream it on YouTube, I don't. <laughs> so you, while if you, don't, if you can only stream on YouTube, I'm grateful. But uh, yeah, stream it, stream, stream my music. And thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you so much, Calvin X. <laughs> This has been awesome. You've been listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5. I've been your host for this show, Alison Klein. Enjoy more programming, everybody. Today, my window, the sun came through today. Was a day I thought I'd look to my window, felt the pain that I knew. The sun heard about it when he came to, came through. Good looking out, I needed you today. Was a day that didn't need rain. My window looked to me to make a change. The sun rises to the occasion, came through. Good looking out, I needed you. Oh, oh. myself I'm gonna be okay remember back then I've come a long way the dream may never ever be
just said but came true Get here with you and that'll do I know the road I'm on is not an easy way Remember that I will define the path I take The dream Yeah I'm a dreamer what can I say Came true Get here with you and that'll do I feel it's in my fingers I know it's in my soul now Don't need I don't need a miracle Just want to get a bit better It's in my fingers, I know it's in my soul now Don't need, I don't need a miracle Just want to get a little better oh, oh. I'm not asking for a miracle oh, oh. Just want to get a little bit better moment mattering in life i feel it's in my fingers i know it's in my soul now don't need i don't need a miracle just want Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM, has over 90 different shows produced by over 350 community members. This wide range of programming produced by our diverse group of programmers ensures that we have a show you'll love. We have shows on feminism, spirituality, disability rights, politics, unions, and parenting. We play jazz, indie rock, reggae, blues, and folk. We broadcast in a dozen different languages and have more First Nations programs than any other radio station in Vancouver. Find your show on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. 
all different, all the time.